0: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.
1: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country,
0: huh? A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
1: Wait! Did we just invent California?
2: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at
1: visitcalifornia.com.
2: Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude,
3: Tanneritos. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: Help! I Suck at Dating! With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast.
5: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help! I Suck at Dating. And what an incredibly special episode today. We have... The star of the podcast, Jared Haben joining us, the guest host, Dean Unglert, and a very special guest host as well today, Heather Martin is joining us. Um, Heather, how are you?
3: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We are doing oh, we're
5: well. We're doing well, I would like to uh, make a quick note in case something happens to me. Um, I am in the van again. I don't have very good... Well, the service is fine.
6: What do you mean if something happens to you? Where are you in the world right now? That sounds sketchy.
5: Well, it's more so just, you know, you're not, I'm not calling in from like a reliable Wi-Fi connection. So you never really know what's going to happen.
6: Are you ever calling in on a reliable Wi-Fi connection?
5: <laughs> yeah. Like I was last week from the Mexican restaurant in uh, San Rafael or wherever the heck I was. That was pretty Which awesome. I haven't listened to the episode yet, but yeah, I, f- I figured that one's probably going to do one of the best episodes we've ever had. Now Obviously. that I think about it. I think it's a classic.
6: Yeah. They're all classics. With Dean Ungler where in the <laughs> world in, t- is in 10 years unfair. when we're looking
5: back through the annals of help I suck at dating we're going to look at that episode as one of the highlights I think
6: oh I completely concur well we have a great episode coming up for you Heather first of all how are you we want to catch up with you um you are you do you still live in Southern California are you still in San Diego
3: I'm in San Diego yep it's finally starting to get warm here so I'm so it's been great things are opening yeah, it's been really
6: good so the last time we saw you obviously you were on matt james season you came in in the van halfway th- just about halfway through the season i'm assuming yeah, that yeah. was not your decision you didn't want to come halfway through <laughs> go th- tell us well like what exactly happened did you reach out to producers halfway through and was like hey i'm regretting not coming on or were you like hey can i come on night one and they were like no you got to come on later
3: yeah <laughs> yeah no i definitely didn't um definitely was not ideal to come halfway through it all so basically what happened is it all started last summer when hannah came to my house and she came to visit and she was like oh heather you'd be really good with that and then just like kind of brought it up casually but like he was already announced to be the bachelor at that point so it was like we both both of us were like okay well that can't happen but whatever But then she kept talking about it and talking about it. And she's like, you just, you really like, I really think you'd be a good match. And I was like, dang it. It's like, it's like, she doesn't like not the type of person to like really say that often. Like she doesn't try to like set me up with a bunch of people or like her friends up with a bunch of people. So I was like, dang it. Like that really means something. And so she just kept talking about it. And we're like, okay, let's, let's see what, she's like, I'll see what I can do. So she talked to some people and then I talked to some people and that was over the course of like months, you know? Um, And then, finally like started to have like some conversations and go through the process a little bit but um it was definitely like a little it was definitely later than like the normal casting process and uh-huh. so there was just lots of things that happened and uh, conversations that were had and and by the point that <laughs> it was just like there was like okay like it's kind of too late and then so Took it upon myself and headed out there on my own.
5: What are some? What were some of those conversations like? Though they were really like, "It's too late," and you actually went out there on your own.
3: It's um, <laughs> always weird. I never. I'm like one of my closest. don't know my.
5: You could say, just say there is. You'll never get in trouble for telling the truth. <laughs> you. I mean,
6: let <laughs> me put it this way. So you, <laughs> that you went. Is not you, true. <laughs> you went out. You went out on your own, but was there? I don't know anybody who is like, "Hey, you know." maybe you should do it. Like, of course you took it on your own to do it, but was there anybody helping you?
3: <sighs> I think like, it was like, no, like it re- like truly like me going out there was not, it was my choice. Like they were like, we were just having conversations and I think they're like the, you know, there's a lot more that goes into going on the show besides just like showing up. So oh, I awesome. think like going through the, it was like, I think I really was like late in the process and getting everything, you know, approved and you know, all that kind of stuff.
6: Especially during COVID times.
3: During COVID times everything's weird. Um, and so they're kind of just like Heather, like it's like we can't authorize you to come.
6: And then you were like, screw that. I'm coming. I'm not gonna regret not meeting Matt in my life. Have you ever met Matt before the show?
3: No, so I would never met him at all. I I had like <laughs> said hi to him on face like Hannah when she was at my house, but she's at my house for like three and a half weeks. Like she had FaceTimed him a couple times. And I like said like, oh, hey, like on FaceTime, but like wasn't like in a conversation at all. Like, so I hadn't, I hadn't met him.
6: Yeah.
3: I really had any interactions.
6: And then how do you feel looking back now? Do you regret it yeah. at all?
3: No, I don't. I think.
6: Good. Nor should you, because I think you made the yeah. right decision.
3: Thank you. I think I would. have I think I always regret the things like I do not do rather than the things I do. It was like one of those things. I'm like, I could look like an absolute freak. I probably did. I did. And it was like, I looked like a weirdo, but like, I'm like, who cares? Like, people who know me, know me. If you think I'm a weirdo, whatever, I'm going to go for it. And so.
5: And also, I feel like, too, you look, from the first go around, you always learn how um, short-sighted everyone is, where it's like, okay, maybe you, you like go in and people like have this opinion of you, but then that just kind of fades away after a short amount of time anyways, you know? So it's people like,
3: forget who cares totally. at the end of
5: the day? You, like you said, your family and friends know you, they love you for who you are. And so it's like, totally. who cares if... Some random person in Arkansas is like, "Oh, Heather's weird for showing up in a minivan." Minivan, yeah, you know? totally,
3: one thousand percent. And that's what I was like, "I'm just gonna go for it." I feel like I have like the type of person who like I get like weirdly nervous and freaked out about like the stupidest things. Like, like I'll get nervous like ask a waiter for something, but like these big like grand things, I'm just like, "Oh, I don't get." It's so weird. Like it's probably something wrong with me, but it's like, okay, sure, yeah,
6: yeah. So you're afraid to ask the waiter for extra ketchup, but going on a reality TV show unprompt i'm in baby
3: One thousand, yeah it's so like it's so weird like i was like calling my family like talking about like booking a hotel it's like okay like should i ask the lady if i can put my suitcase in there for an hour and they're like you're about to go to a tv show like uh, without like by yourself and you're afraid to ask the lady at the hampton inn if you if she can store your suitcase. so like it, yeah it's so
5: weird so i watch i watch some of matt's season um not all of it but I did watch that episode and I remember specifically the girls were so mean to you. Were they that mean in real life or was that just like an editing thing?
3: <laughs> they was it was not editing at all. Um
5: They were so mean.
3: It was really really intense. Yeah, like I yeah. I think I should have I think I was that was like the one thing I was naive to. Like I was expecting like I think I kind of like was going in well aware of like what could happen, blah blah blah, but I think I was, like, not expecting them to be so (laughs) intense. And so, like, yeah, like, just on the attack. Like, I was just like, whoa.
6: That's what they were. (laughs) They were extremely rude. I remember watching that episode, and then, like Dean said, it was ridiculous. There was no reason for them to be that much of a jerk to you. Did they have every right to be annoyed? Of course. Like, Heather, if you were on the opposite, if somebody came in halfway through Colton's season, you'd be like, oh, this sucks. I don't want more people here. I'm annoyed. I don't like this person. For sure but the fact that they were so overly mean to the point that they made you cry. God, that pissed me off. Yeah. Same.
3: It was. Yeah, I know. And I expected them to be mad and I was like, or like frustrated, annoyed, mad, whatever. And I would have been too. Like I totally, and that's what I was like, I totally understand where you guys are coming from, but yeah, it was just like very like condescending. I just felt like less than a human. It was like,
4: what is that? It was
5: unnecessary. (laughs) Was there any yeah. recourse after the fact? Like, obviously, you couldn't talk to the girls that night when you left, but have you spoken with any of the girls from Matt's season since?
3: I have, I have. I yeah, I talked to a bunch of them, and it was really like immediately they were all so nice, like, oh, good. apologized and like so like those like at the like no bad blood. I don't like I understood and I understand like in that world like things are like heightened and stuff like that. So when I did get to talk to them, like it made me feel a lot better and like. That's I'm, awesome like, to hear. Yeah.
6: Cuz yeah. like like you get like you said and what we all know is that we can you can kind of lose yourself a little bit in those moments cuz you're totally. so amped up and like everything's so heightened and you know you're yeah. so stressed out and you're tired and you're everybody's going after this one person and so you're already on edge and so something like that can set you off. So I'm glad that the girls who were mean to you were like, "Hey, listen, uh, my bad. I I kind totally. of lost it a little bit."
5: At the rental car company Were there just not very (laughs) many cars available? Was the van the only thing?
3: You know what? I I just walked up to the thing and I was like, "Hey, need a car," and they're like, "Hey, we have we have this minivan." In my mind, did not think one thing of it. I was like, "Perfect, okay, let's go." Like, not if not for a second, did it cross my mind that that was weird? I just didn't even think about it at all. Nor did I think like my car was gonna be part of it. I guess I yeah. So, but I literally thought nothing of the minivan. had no idea what that was going to...
5: You probably didn't even think that they were going to show the car, right? Like no, you, I didn't, were th- I were didn't think gonna the car was going
3: to be part of it. Yeah, I was like... Yeah. I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I definitely didn't think my car... Yeah, they're going to show my car.
5: Heather, how old are you?
3: Uh, 25.
5: 25. So you were probably 24 when this was filming, right? I thought you couldn't rent a car until you were 25.
3: I just turned 25 when, I, when we were filming. Oh, you were? That so was like my first... Rental car experience on
5: my own. Okay, nice. I was gonna say that was a pretty major plot hole that we looked over if you weren't 25 <laughs> at the time.
3: Wasn't old enough for the rental car. No, yeah, it was perfect. It's just my birth. I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have that.
5: You would have like taken an Uber up instead. Yeah, obviously. yeah. It was
3: like a cu- it was like a couple. It was probably two hours from the airport, so
5: you could have pulled up like uh, Harry from
6: uh, Dumb and Dumber in the little moped. The little yeah. Oh <laughs> my gosh! No! Oh my god that would be great.
3: It. Missed opportunity there. I know.
6: Damn it. Uh so my question is you've never been to paradise. What the hell yeah. is going on? Why are you not in paradise? You had because your storyline <laughs> I remember in Colton season you were never you know you were never kissed and then mm-hmm. you had your first kiss with Colton. And mm-hmm. then you I remember we had dinner it was uh like a bunch of us and it was the first time I ever met you and you were like oh yeah I'm not going to paradise and I was like what? how could you like your storyline is so like perfect and then here we are now and we're recording and paradise is filming and if you're with us unless like you're not telling us the truth and you're like you know obviously in a hotel room waiting to go to paradise (laughs) yeah
3: i'm not a hotel room you're not going back this year either Mm -mm. did
6: you talk to producers about paradise
3: no honestly we have no conversations this time about paradise i think i think they know and like i it's just like not paradise is just like not a fit for me and like, I wasn't even like, yeah, it's just, it is not for me. You know,
5: you got something against people that go to paradise or something, Heather? What's, yeah, what do you yeah, mean it's yeah, I mean,
0: not for
5: you?
3: I just don't feel like I have like, it's so like dating in general is just like, I feel like I probably have issues with it, but like, I feel like I'm par- like, it would just be, it wouldn't be a good setting. Like, I don't feel like it would be like a genuine setting for me to meet someone. Like I just wouldn't be myself.
5: I think the consensus is that you're just, you're too pure for that setting, right?
3: I don't know about too pure, but yeah, like it just isn't, my, it isn't my like vibe.
5: It's,
6: I it's don't know. definitely yeah. um, extremely stressful. I found Paradise far more stressful than I did Bachelorette. And I'm sure Dean did too. Uh, Why? Why is that? Because all the focus is on you. You know, there's no lead. So mm-hmm. all the focus is on the contestants. And so, you know, as you know, you're on camera so much on bachelor, but in paradise, you are on camera 24 seven. There are cameras in the bedrooms. Yeah. And so like, they don't turn the lights off until four, you know, whenever they turn it off, like three, four in the morning, sometimes, especially at the rose ceremonies. And it's just like, and then you're up at eight o'clock in the morning, you're always on camera. So you never truly know, like, kind of what's going to be on camera what's not going to be on camera because you're always mic'd up so what's going to make it on tv am i going to be part of a storyline it's way more stressful i found plus yeah that's hot so
3: stressful that, yeah and being hot it, it does like affect you like when you're like physically not comfortable i feel like that has an effect do you feel like you could be yourself though when you felt like the cameras were on 24 7 was that like an issue or is like easy because you're just like they i have to
6: uh, i found it and dean i want to know what you think about this i found it i was much more myself as the camera as i got more used to it like definitely in paradise i yeah. got more myself than i did in bachelorette just because i was more used to the cameras but honestly even bachelorette i felt very comfortable um i remember one time it was my second season of paradise and i was with carly and this was <laughs> when uh carly and i weren't with anybody and we were like we were roasting everybody and we were on the edge of the pool and we were just laughing our asses off thinking oh my god we're totally gonna get villainized from this one conversation because we were just (laughs) roasting everybody and we thought it was the funniest thing but maybe not it wouldn't have been that funny looking back on it watching it but it never
5: made air so who knows dang
3: it I know. Dang it. That's, That's
5: the thing too. <laughs> There's so much stuff that they have to pull from that, like any—well, not anything—but you think someone's going to make it and doesn't make it. Totally. But you are a lot more accountable for your actions down there, which uh, is a good thing and a bad thing, I guess, in a sense. I would say, uh, yeah, I definitely got to let my f-boy flag fly the first season. <laughs> but you're just kind of more like relaxed. I don't know. I was more relaxed. I don't know. Yeah. Less focused, more relaxed. Way more way way more drunk the first time, at least. Second time, I didn't drink. Fortunately. You
3: didn't but, at uh, all the second time.
5: No, sober guy the second time. Good boy. I've noticed within my life, um, a lot of the bad decisions that I make happen when I'm under the influence of alcohol. So, uh, you know, younger Mm -hmm. Dean didn't really seem to mind being drunk too much, but older Dean has a much more clear uh, judgment these days. And don't get me wrong, still very bad judgment often, but uh, (laughs) when I'm sober, I'm a lot lot more reasonable, I think.
3: (laughs) Well, that's good that you um, acknowledge that.
5: Did you have to have any drinks to calm your nerves going into mat season?
3: No, no drinking at all. Like I was like even like, I kind of like it, like, you know, a glass of wine. I honestly like did not want to drink. I'm not a big drinker in general, but I didn't want to drink like that much at all on my first season. But then I was like, Oh, I'd love a glass of wine before, you know, <laughs> I'm just about to do something insane. But I was, I was driving before. So they didn't even let me have like, right, it, like that's a, good point. a glass yeah, of wine. So sense. no, it was no drinking at all. Very and I
6: responsible was- of you. When uh, Ash and I went down to get engaged, Ash obviously wasn't 100% sure we were getting engaged. I was trying to throw her off. And so mm-hmm. we're all our friends. So she didn't really know. But when we were driving down there, she was she had like three glasses of champagne. And we're not big drinkers either. But she likes having some you know, champagne to kind of feel a little bit looser. And I'm like, oh, my God, Ashley's going to be wasted during our engagement. And at one point she grabbed the bottle and started drinking from the bottle. And I'm like, give me this thing. okay? she was extremely nervous. And I get it. I was like, good Lord, just relax. That's kind of
5: surprising to hear that she was nervous.
6: Well, she was nervous. She didn't know if she was about to be proposed to. She was going on camera. It was a very weird moment. Anyway,
5: one of my one of my favorite photos is of you on your knee asking her to marry you. And her like heels are dug into the sand. (laughs) She's she's, like standing flat footed, but she's wearing like four inch heels or something like that. It just looks so funny.
6: Yeah. It's the most Ashley moment of all time. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, we do have a lot to talk about. Obviously we're going to address, address the Chris Harrison uh, situation that happened this week. But before we get into that, let's take a quick break.
0: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances so if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest that's why it's got to be a cfp find your cfp professional at let's make
2: hi i'm cindy crawford and i'm the founder of meaningful beauty
1: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
0: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
1: Wait! Did we just invent California?
2: Discover why California is the ultimate playground at
1: visitcalifornia.com.
6: All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Myself, Dean, Heather Martin is here. Now, listen, June 9th was apparently National Sex Day uh so we may have some sex questions uh lined up for you H- uh, heather and dean uh, all like very pg <laughs> don't worry about it all very fun <laughs> okay. stuff but like you know we're Great. a dating podcast obviously sex is a part of dating so these are the things that we got to talk about but first uh on a little bit more of a sour note uh i do want to address the chris harrison situation obviously uh you guys have all heard chris harrison has permanently exited the bachelor franchise after 19 seasons um, Chris gave an interview with Rachel Lindsay, a little recap, uh, where he was defending, defending Rachel Cricano. When she went to an antebellum party, he was defending her, but it really looked like he was defending kind of the racism of act. Uh, and then he ended up leaving, um, not hosting after the final rose on Matt James season and then did not do Katie season. It was announced that he was not coming back for paradise. And now it was just announced that Chris Harrison, uh, will no longer be a part of the bachelor franchise. And when this news dropped on Tuesday, I'm not I don't think it's hyperbole to say that this might be one of the biggest moments in the franchise's history. I've always, you know, Ash and I have always joked like, oh, I wonder when Chris will retire or when he'll leave. Like, will the show go on? What will happen afterwards? And now we're at this moment. Chris is no longer a part of the franchise. And it makes me wonder what where do you know, do they get a new host? What does the franchise look like moving forward? Um, you know, will it be as good without Chris? Um, for me, it makes me really sad that Chris is gone. Uh, I said from the beginning, I was always hoping that he'd be back and given an opportunity to get his job back. Uh, I think he grossly mishandled the interview. We've talked about this many times. We don't have to rehash that. Uh, but I don't think he should have lost his job. I wish he was given an opportunity to come back. Obviously he wasn't. Um, it seemed like the bachelor didn't want him to come back. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't really know why, um, but uh, they've moved on from him, and I wish nothing but the best for Chris. Um, you know, he's a good man. Uh, he's a friend. Um, you know, we're re- we're close with Lauren Zima, his girlfriend as well. You know, we love them together. Um, you know, he's a dad. Uh, it seems like he got a pretty good payout from this um, to make sure he didn't write a tell all. I don't really know. These <laughs> are what the rumors are, um, but uh, it sucks. It's just, it's a changing of the guard. And uh, I wish that uh, he would stay in the Bachelor franchise, but he's not. And so that doesn't mean I don't want the fran- the show to go away. I still support the show. We're, I'm Ashley and I are friends with so many producers. I don't want anybody losing their job. Uh, I want the show to thrive. I think Caitlin and Tasha did an incredible job night one. Um, I think they bring great energy to the show. I love watching them on my television screen. Um, I'm rooting for Katie. I hope she finds the man that she can hopefully ultimately marry, but it makes me sad that Chris Harrison will no longer be a host of the show and, uh, it sucks. And those are my thoughts on it.
5: (laughs) Great thoughts, Jared. I'm going to go ahead and take the exact opposite approach on this. I don't agree with this somber attitude of being like, oh, a guy lost his job. Bachelor franchise is never going to be the same. I mean, obviously, I don't have a dog in the race. I've never really been a fan of the show, not to say that I don't understand its uh, presence in modern television, whatever. And obviously, I've been on the show so many times, so like, obviously, it kind of makes sense for me to have an opinion on it. I just, like, don't understand why everyone's so sad. It's like Chris Harrison hosted the show for 19 years, did a did a good enough job at it. The guy's walking away with $50 million or however much unreported, right? So it's like, what? I think it was eight figures is what everyone is saying. So we're assuming 25 to $50 million. Yeah. That guy's not bumped, okay? He like, of course, he loved his job. He loved working for the Bachelor. He is laughing his way to the bank right now, and I don't think that there's any reason to feel bad for him. You know, you put nineteen hard years in a job. That's a long time, especially in today's uh, job market. Whatever. So, like, I, I mean, I'm happy for Chris. I'm happy for the Bachelor franchise. I think it's a good, necessary thing for a shakeup to happen. And like you said, it was going to have to happen eventually. Mm -hmm. So now it's kind of like. In a weird way, like a win-win, you know, the Bachelor franchise has kind of like a reason to hand it over to someone else, whoever that might be, in whatever capacity that looks like. Chris gets to make out like a bandit, gets all this money thrown his way, more time to play golf, spend time with his kids, which we all know he loves his kids, and it's just kind of like everyone kind of gets to move on in a weird way. So I like, I personally am happy for everyone. I'm happy for Chris that he gets to take that money, do whatever he wants with it. I'm happy for the show. Because now they kind of get to like test a couple things out, see what works, see what doesn't work, and eventually hand it over to someone full time if that's what they plan on doing. Happy for everyone else as well. I don't know. I just like I don't. I fail to see the negatives in this. I
6: hear you. I think it was more. I just I knew he wanted to come back. I knew he was putting the work in to come back, and the fact that he didn't get the opportunity to sucks. But I totally agree with you. Where he got a big payout for for everything reported. Uh, so I certainly don't feel that bad for him. Uh, if
5: someone, if someone came to me and they're like, Hey Dean, we want to pay you $20 million to never host another episode of help. I suck at dating again. I would say thank you very much. To be fair. Uh, graciously accept your offer.
6: I I think Chris Harrison made a little bit more hosting the show than we do hosting this podcast. Well, Hey,
5: we're only three years into it. We got 16 more years to go. We got, we, once we hit the 19 year mark, you know, you don't know, you don't know. That's right. We'll start making
6: Chris Harrison type money. Uh, Heather, do you have any thoughts about this?
3: I think, I mean, personally, when I heard about that, it's like, it was a little sad. I feel like Chris brings, like, I, it changes hard. Like, I feel like I love the show and I'm like, Chris brings like a certain level of like, I don't know if seriousness is the right word mm-hmm. or groundedness or like, it just makes it more, I don't know, real in a way because he's like a dad and he's like, I don't know, he like feels like equipped for that role and like he's just like he is the show in my head like when you think of the show you think of chris so i feel like it, it was sad in a way for in that for like the viewers like oh it's going to be like a di- i just feel like it's going to be a different show mm-hmm. but at the same time i was talking to my sister recently even, even before this news came out and i was like it, it's getting a little bit like it's been so long and there's been so many seasons like there needs to be so, some sort of like change because it's like been the exact same thing over and over and over again so Maybe it'll be good. I don't know. it's weird. I, I mean Taisha and Caitlin did so great, uh, but there is just something so special about about Chris.:
6: I completely agree with you. There is this certain uh, seriousness that he brings to the show that is needed because it's a show that, when you look at the face of it, is absolutely ridiculous. It's like, hey, spend t- you know 10 hours with someone over the course of a few weeks and then you know yeah. get engaged at the end or however many hours you spend together it's definitely more than 10. I'm, I'm dramatizing it, but my point (laughs) is, you know, get to know someone for a month and a half and then propose on this ridiculous stage. And then we're going to throw you, you know, back into the real world and like, good luck. Um, but Chris did such a good job, you know, and then of course, in the meantime, you have to deal with all this drama and all these storylines that are ridiculous and over the top. But Chris did bring a certain levity to the show that is much needed. And, that makes mm-hmm. me, you know, I I love David Spade, I love Lance Bass, uh, I love the idea of Little John. I think it's gonna be fun and entertaining, specifically in Paradise, but within mm-hmm. Paradise, like there still has to be that, you know, seriousness to it of like, hey, you're about to propose because that's what we all watch for. We watch for the drama, but we also watch for the relationship. So, you know, as long totally. as they do it well, I think Paradise could be really good, especially with the commentary between Lance Bass and David Spade and Little John. Like, it will be wildly entertaining. I just hope they still keep that you know, hey, we're still trying to build, you know, two people falling in love here.
3: Yeah. It feels like a, just a different show.
5: There were a few moments where I was like going into it and I was like, oh, whatever. This is all fun and joyous and blah, blah, blah. Like whatever, like my usual idiotic self of like just thinking everything's always good. And then you see Chris and he's like, okay, Dean, this is a momentous occasion. Very important decision you're about to make. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I guess you're kind of right. This is a pretty important moment. And then he like, he does bring to your, both of your, credits he does bring like a very serious like you need to really consider your actions before you move forward here um and i think that taisha and caitlin at least so far as we've seen they've been like more playful mm-hmm. and kind of like lighthearted. i can imagine they'll probably make the be able to make the transition to be more serious serious but i don't know it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out
6: i agree um so those are our thoughts about uh chris harrison uh obviously huge news within bachelor uh nation this week so we're gonna see how it all plays out and we're wishing uh for me personally i'm wishing chris the best and i'm also wishing the bachelor the best as well but to segue into a much lighter topic national sex day ladies and gentlemen june 9th i had no idea this was a thing but apparently the reason National Sex Day is on June 9th is because the date resembles, that's right, you guessed it, 6'9. the old 69. Good Lord, obviously. <laughs> Gotta honor that holiday with some numbers. Um, all right, so we figured, you know, let's talk about uh, some sexy stuff on this podcast, huh? So, Dean, Heather, I want to get your thoughts, and I'll, I'll go first. Um, sexual partners, like the number of sexual partners that you have. Um is that something that you should be up front with somebody about or should you not mention it at all? We've talked about it on this podcast before like hey, do you tell someone your number or not? I don't think it matters. What? What do you like? Well, you at? know
5: Ashley's number, which is pretty convenient for you. Does she know yours?
6: Uh sh- yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> She's got I, like an idea.
6: I've ballparked it, you know. Uh Yeah. Remember American Pie when they were like always when a girl tells you how many sexual partners they've had times it by three and that's the actual number and when a guy tells you how many sexual partners he's had divided by three and that's the actual number. Right. Um, <laughs> that is not the case for me. Uh, I you know we, Ashley and I have talked about that, but uh, I think sex is so overblown, man. I really do. It's important, but it's really not that important, especially someone who's married now. And you know, one of the best advice I ever got. Uh, before I got married was listen you know intimacy is a part of a relationship but don't also forget that this is the person you're going to have a conversation with every day for the rest of your life and it's like holy crap yeah that's that's pretty heavy stuff right there and um so I think whatever's in the past is in the past that's in my eyes
5: Heather what are your thoughts on it
3: I think as like a really, I mean, I'm obviously not an expert in this, like, <laughs> this is not my, um, you know, typical convert, like forte, but I feel like I, as like the relationship progresses, like that's just like the type of topics that you talk about and like mm. your values and like what's important to you. I don't think you necessarily need, I think it's a case by case basis on like what you value and what you're looking for in a relationship. But like, I don't think like specifically, like this is a certain time you have to state your numbers or anything like that.
5: Yeah, I agree. Would you ever ask like your boyfriend exactly how many sexual partners he had? Or would you know that number before even being in a relationship with someone, do you think?
3: I think that's just a conversation that would come up naturally. Like, I don't think you'd be like, okay, at this time, like now I'm going to ask you exactly. I just think like, as you're having conversations and like, connecting emotionally, like that's just like a topic that comes up.
6: Well, Heather, for you, because you obviously went on national television, you were very open and honest about the fact that you had never been kissed. And has people ever come up to you afterwards or dm'd you and said hey you know i'm in the same boat it's really like it was really great to see because heather you're a beautiful woman like you (laughs) you have so much going for you're charismatic you're pretty and so like obviously when you said hey i've never been kissed it's like what the hell like no guys ever just tried (laughs) to kiss you that's insane um, and so I would imagine that a lot of people afterwards would reach out to you and say, Hey, I'm, you know, I've never been kissed either. And it's pretty awesome to know that, you know,
5: I'm not. Well, for the record, the I'm sure one. many guys have tried to kiss her. She's just said no. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah.
3: No, it, it had, it was really cool. I think that was one of the main things that was like really cool after it was like, a, like a lot of girls, like younger girls, like, Oh my gosh, I've been so afraid. And I did, I've been lying about it and I didn't want to tell people and, thank you for saying that because it makes me feel like less weird and less like it just makes me feel more normal and like I'm waiting for like the right person whatever um and that was never my intention going and it was just like I can't believe that actually like that was the thing and like I shared that um but yeah no I think that was like one of the coolest parts coming out of the show was that like the young girls like telling me like it helped them feel less weird I guess
5: yeah yeah I think that's a good point um, as long as you can touch one person, that's what I always say is if you can share a story and it can totally. resonate with one person and help them out. And that's always worth sharing that story. Um, totally, Jared, back, back to your original point, uh, the sexual partners, whether it's important to discuss, it's funny because Caitlin and I have like sort of discussed it similar to you and Ashley. It's like, I know it's kind of messed up in a weird way. Like I know exactly how many sexual partners she's had and she's got like a ballpark figure of how many I've had. <laughs> is that just like a guy and girl thing? I don't know, I guess, but, uh. I kind of like to I kind of like to tend to uh, keep the ambiguity going in that sense. I'm not like proud of my number, uh, although it does, you know, help define me as a, as an individual. So I guess I shouldn't be too self-conscious about it. But it is what it is, I guess.
6: Well, <laughs> I mean, I have to ask, you say you're not proud of your number. Are you willing to, like, share it?
5: No, absolutely not. Okay, no, you. absolutely you know, not. <laughs> hey, you, you know, if you don't ask, you'll never find out. He tried. Uh, Yeah. I mean, there was just, you know, my younger days, like I said, uh, when I I let alcohol and all of that stuff kind of like take the lead. I was a little promiscuous back then. Obviously, it tapered back, of course, ever since dating Kalen. But even before, so it was kind of like, I was kind of like, okay, I'm getting too old for this. Like, I shouldn't be getting wasted and going to clubs all the time. Um, And that, you know, that was kind of like the turning point, I guess. But, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's not, you know, it's nothing crazy. It's not like, it's not like in the six figures or anything like that, but it's 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 you know it's a number.
6: Yeah, I'm just gonna let you keep talking.
5: <laughs> and then to yeah, no, can you uh, interject? Ask you another question about Sex Day, June 9th. Tell us more about it.
6: Well, I, I one of uh, a a buddy uh, of mine uh, once told me his number, and it was the stupidest thing I ever heard. He said that he had slept with over a hundred people in his life. And I was like, "Holy crap, that's in, that's that's insane. That's how, how you know what I mean? I don't know. That was weird to me. Anywho, we don't have to talk about it. I don't know if Dean wants to divulge into that one. Um, <laughs> no, but I just thought it was cool. I thought it was. Do you cool. have,
5: do you have an exact number?
6: No. I also think like when you were talking about why do guys have more of a ballpark and it feels like girls know their number more. It's because I think that, unfortunately, if I'm if I'm generalizing, guys, you know, they view sex as more of, uh, uh, you know, a fling, you know, on the they, belt kind of thing. Yeah, or not a notch on the belt, but like it's not as big of a deal as mm. I feel like girls, you know, feel towards it. You know, uh, I I think girls are take it much more seriously and take their time. Not all, but uh, if I'm generalizing, that's how I feel, and that's why, I like, you know certain girls know their exact number. And guys were like, yeah, I think it's like uh, somewhere around here. I don't really know, you know. (laughs) Also, guys are super insecure and they just try to deflect and just push everything else off. That's what I've found because I'm a guy and I've been wildly insecure in my life. So it's always like you're trying to build it up and be like, yeah, I think it's like somewhere around here. I don't really know. It's not a big deal or anything like that. I don't really care. Like,
3: do you want it to be higher or you want it
6: to be lower? Well, I think my early years, I wanted it to be higher you know i lost my virginity at 19 and like amongst my like friend group it wasn't like super late but like i knew some of my friends that were sexually active in high school and it was like i felt like steve carell and the 40 year old virgin like playing poker with them. like yeah (laughs) boobs and sandbags they're just like great and you you know (laughs) like boobs aren't supposed to feel like sandbags um so that was definitely uh yeah it was it was nerve-wracking back then being like a, a late bloomer and just being like i i don't know guys i feel like, like
5: i'm the opposite i because i i've heard that uh that stat too girls divide by three guys multiply by three and i'm always kind of like well i whenever i am telling people my number or whatever whenever i used to do it i would always like cut it in half you know like i would always say a lesser number than it was for whatever reason I don't know I guess I was always it's
6: because you're always been ridiculously good looking and charming and never had but issues that's not getting true. girls
5: that's not that's oh. definitely not true like there were times like when I was a freshman in college I think I was like way less sexually active than a lot of my peers were at the time you know what I mean
6: I want to meet these peers were they just like sexually active every five minutes <laughs>
5: Well, listen, in Colorado, it's uh, handcuffing season six months out of the year. So it's like there's not much else to do other than fornicate at college parties. Um, I'm just obviously making that up. But who knows?
6: Yeah, that's kind of like similar to the East Coast. It's like, uh, you know, you want to be single for the summer type thing. Eh, whatever. doesn't matter. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> National Sex Day, June 9th. Check it out,
5: people. You know, Jared, did you have sex on National Sex Day this year? I did not. June 9th. Mm. Let me let me double check that. Uh, let me check my sex calendar real quick
6: wednesday nope did not
5: (laughs) you're more like a tuesday thursday saturday kind of married all right
6: we got to schedule everything ahead of time it's like friday (laughs) i record saturday okay we have time we can do this now
5: right um right
6: moving right along uh, what about
5: like do you do you guys track uh and again too much information if you don't feel like sharing don't share Do you guys track ashley's like ovulation cycles and yes. then you kind of like try to cram as much in as you can during those
6: yeah uh yes yeah. so we track her ovulation calendar whatever it is and uh you know we make sure she's like okay i'm ovulating on this day so like we're gonna have not to be tmi but whatever this is what happens when you're trying to create life and it's like okay you know we're having sex like this day, that day, this day, that day. And it's better if we have it in the morning on this it's day. It's better if happened? we have it at night on this day. And it's like, all right, cool. But I'll tell you, you know, I, I'm no spring chicken anymore. I'm not 21. So like on that fourth or fifth day, and you know, nine o'clock rolls around. And it's like, oh no, 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 no. We we gotta, we gotta and it's like, oh it's sh- right. All right. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me take a shower, let me wake up, hold on. <laughs>
3: she's like okay I'll have a glass of
6: wine hey you know what it's married you gotta do what you do people have you know experience all the time I had a buddy of mine text me and he said that during during, uh, her ovulation they had sex um, five times a day like in five days in a row I was like how how did you stand up are you insane does that even like does anything even like work after two or three times it's like it's all just like
3: Interesting, yeah, it
6: was crazy. Anywho, interesting. I, th- I think Dean just dropped out, by the way. Oh no, there goes his Wi Fi. Well, we were gonna move along anyway, so this is a nice <laughs> little segue before we get to emails. Um, so, um, Heather, did you watch Tasha's season and did you watch Matt's season? I'm assuming you watched a little bit of Matt's season because yes. you were on it.
3: Yes, yes, I watched both.
6: Okay, so. We have a new Bachelor Nation couple, apparently. This is all in the rumor mill. So, apparently, uh, Piper James and Brandon Morass. Uh, I hope that's how you say his name.
3: <laughs> is it and, Brendan? I think it's Brendan.
6: Brendan, excuse Bre- me.
3: Yes. Damn, I'm so I bad think, names. Hopefully. I hopefully. think you're right. Brendan okay.
6: and Piper apparently are dating and, quote, are super into each other. So, like I said, another love connection made in Bachelor Nation, Piper and Brendan uh have been dating for a few weeks now a source told us weekly either he'll fly to new york and hang out with her or she'll fly to boston because he's a boston kid which is why i like him she was most recently (laughs) in boston over memorial day weekend so this was a couple weeks ago and they were even spotted in public together uh he's 31 she's 23 uh how do you feel about this heather how how do you feel about piper and uh, brendan dating each other
3: I mean, I don't know either of them. Um, I mean, I met Piper one time or twice, actually. But um, that's great. Wait, are they not? in? I'm confused. Are they not in Paradise?
6: That's what I was thinking, too. When this article first came up, I thought, oh, maybe it's a spoiler for Paradise. And they're kind of releasing some of the couples that are already getting together to promote yeah. the show. But if they're flying to Boston and he, she he's flying to New York, they're obviously not in Paradise. So. What makes me think is that they were dating before. Okay, I remember Piper. Yeah, Piper's awesome. Yeah, Piper's beautiful. Um, She's super pretty. Oh, okay. Uh, So, my assumption is that they were talking before the show and they were like, no, we are into each other and we want to date, you know, not in paradise because we're kind of committed to each other, which makes me so freaking happy because how many times have we seen specifically over the past couple of years so many Bachelor contestants? talking before they go on the show and they already know each other so you're not seeing them meet on camera for the first time and it's just less dramatic because of that and there's like it's not a natural evolution of love because they've already hung out and they've hung out with multiple people and there's already drama obviously we saw that with Blake a couple years ago so I'm super happy that they were like no I'm not going we're dating each other
3: that's I feel like it's a big deal in saying that they because like I feel like for sure both of them would have been on paradise so if they're not there then that's really saying that they Really like each other because that's a big. I mean, I feel like that's like they're sacrificing something by not going on the show, you know.
6: I agree, Dean. Do you have any thoughts, Piper? Brendan dating in real life, IRL.
5: I don't really <laughs> know who either of those people are. Okay,
6: Brendan was the Boston guy from Tasha season. Curly he was hair. Top
3: three, three, third one.
6: I think he was yeah. number three. Yeah, yeah. He's a Boston guy, so you already know he's awesome.
5: Yeah, I remember him. I remember. Tasha's like final three guys were super handsome. They were all like male models, I feel like uh, right He's actually
6: a commercial roofer, which makes me love him oh so much. God
3: <laughs> why what about what about being a roofer? because like no, it's that?
6: just like rolling up your sleeves and like he's an east Coast guy he's thirty one he's a hard worker. He's blue collar. Like, I freaking love that. Like, for example, so we, Ashley and I got invited to Doug Flutie's charity event called and his foundation is called the Flutie Foundation. And it's mm-hmm. an incredible, um, charity that works with, uh, kids with autism and, uh, Paul Wahlberg. So Mark and Donnie Wahlberg's brother, who's like the main guy for the Wahlburgers, the, the burger chain, he okay. was catering the vent and this guy uh-huh. is is his brother is Mark and Donnie. This guy's definitely worth, he's a multimillionaire. Um, mm-hmm. And here he is, he's catering the vent. And this guy was like, had 30 cheeseburgers on the grill. He's putting cheese on there. and He's flipping, he's making burgers and he's just got his hat on low and he's grinded away. And I'm like, this guy is a Wahlberg. This guy is Mark and Donnie's brother. <laughs> he's the CEO of Wahlburgers. He's definitely a multimillionaire. And here he is just like grinding away. And I'm like, there is something to be said about that. and. Not to say that Brendan's on the same level as Paul Wahlberg, but like to be on The Bachelorette and still be a commercial roofer and to say no to Paradise, which we're all assuming he did, I don't know. I think that says something about his character and I like it. And Piper too, because Piper definitely was going to be on and she said no. And I love that. I love that they
3: said no, no I for agree. each other. I'm assuming. I feel like that's super, super rare. Right? I feel like people meet up all the time, but like they value going on the show more than actually you know, seeing something in real life. So I think that's, I mean, really admirable for both of them. If that's actually what's happening.
5: I agree. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know Piper either. So I don't really have much of an opinion on this story, but I'm glad you guys are so passionate about it.
6: (laughs) It's another bachelor nation couple, man. We hope they make it. All right. And before we go to break, uh, Heather, did you watch Katie's uh, first episode?
3: I did. All right. Who Who
6: are your front runners? Who do you like?
3: I like I, okay. Greg is for sure like the front runner in my head, yep. the first impression rose guy. Um, she really liked the cat guy, which I okay. Did you did you guys feel weird? Did you guys both watch it?
6: Yeah, I love the cat I guy. It, yeah,
3: when they were kissing though, and his paws were on her face, I just felt <sighs> weird. I was like, this feels it's weird extremely cringeworthy. It. This feels wrong to All watch.
6: Right. Take the gloves <laughs> off, bro.
3: <laughs> but those two, I feel like are the um. The
6: front runner was in my head. I agree. Uh, Greg was really great. He obviously got the first impression, Rose. Uh, but I, I, Connor, Connor B was his name. The guy who arrived in the cat costume. Uh, he's a math teacher as well. I, I just found this out. Uh, that makes me like him a lot. And he was, he was adorable. Uh, I liked him. Yeah. And you know, if you show up in a cat costume, I guess you, you could either be adorable or the creepiest man alive. So thank God it worked <laughs> out for Connor B. Uh, we do have an email coming up. Um, from uh, Anonymous, obviously our famous, uh, famous and uh, favorite emailer of all time. So make sure you tune in for that. But before we get into an email, we're going
0: to take a quick break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.
2: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
1: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh?
0: A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait!
1: Did we just invent California?
0: Discover why California is the
2: ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.
6: Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating myself Dean Heather. We have emails, our favorite part. Dean's favorite part of the
5: podcast. It is. It is Dean's it's favorite. Truthfully, the only part I it's the only reason I sign on for this podcast is the emails.
6: He stays on for 45 Not to minutes see you.
5: listening to my bullshit it's not it's not to see you, it's not to listen to you. Heather, you're great. It's not why I'm here. It's the emailers. The email. So, for the emailers, keep me interested in this podcast. Please email us at <laughs> i suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. We love hearing from you and just anytime we hear a great juicy story, it is lit- it breathes life into my lungs. So keep them coming. i suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Mark, are you there? Do you want to read this email for us?
4: Right here, and it's a complicated one, just to warn you, but it is from Anonymous. I have two different scenarios I'd like advice on. So I've been stuck in kind of a Jared and Ashley situation for about a year and a bit. We met on Bumble, we were friends for a while, and then I caught feelings, and he was hung up on someone else. And it was kind of weird not dating, but also acting like we were dating for a while. A few months ago, I said, I'm done with this confusion. I just want to be your friend. At that point, I was ready to start moving on but saying this made him realize he wanted me more. However, at the same time, I started to move on. One of my college roommates confessed he had caught feelings for me after living together for a semester. After my roommate confessed his feelings, we started getting much closer and we ended up hooking up. Now I'm in a place where he has really strong feelings for me, but I don't quite feel the same way. My love life has been kind of a hot mess for a while, and I'm gonna take my summer at home to get my life together, but I have a few questions. One. How do I create enough space romantically with my roommate while also retaining a good friendship this summer? Two, how do I truly trust the original guy after having him reject me for so long?
5: Well, I guess I'll take it. That's it? <laughs> That's- <laughs> and- and the any all- other so was that, Jared, you take a seat back. Take a step back. Yeah, I got Take you. a seat and let me answer this one, okay? So here's what you're going to have to do. You're just going to have to lay it all out for everyone involved. I think we stress it all the time on this podcast, communication is the most important thing. Communication, communication, communication. So tell this guy that you're living with, the roommate that caught feelings that you hooked up with, exactly where you stand. Say, hey, this is fun. I like you, but I don't like you enough to really commit to a relationship at the moment. If that's what you're looking for, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. He might be a little hurt. He might be a little upset, but it's a lot less upset than he would be if you lead him on and break his heart later on. So tell them that. That's my first bit of advice. What do you guys think of that? Heather, you want to go?
3: I, I totally agree. I think you have to, I think if they're feeling like, like unsure and they've already like been with them, know them, I think maybe that's not the first to them. I feel like at least for me, that's typically like sometimes I like to, I, mean, I feel like Jared, you might have a different situation. You've had a different situation with Ashley, but I'm like, if they've lived together for so long and they she's still like unsure, I'm like, maybe you just don't like them and just be honest. And I totally agree. I think you should just, communicate and just be upfront totally about how you feel
5: totally right but our opinion heather doesn't matter quite as much in this scenario because as this emailer mentioned at the top she's got herself a jared nashley situation i know exactly what is is your opinion dean have
6: you not learned from three years of the podcast that i have no idea what the hell i'm talking about but anyway (laughs) i'm going to answer this anyway 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 (laughs) i don't think i've said anyway enough listen anonymous i think With the guy that you like but who has rejected you for so long but now is coming around, you need to give him an ultimatum. We always talk about ultimatums on this podcast. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. I think in this case, it's going to be beneficial for everybody. You talk to this guy and you say, hey, listen, I know you're starting to come around. That's great. I still have feelings for you. If you want to do this, I'm in. You want to be boyfriend, girlfriend? Let's do it. But I need a commitment. If you cannot give me a commitment, then we need to go our separate ways because it's not going to end well, and I'm going to be confused, and you're going to be upset, and it's not going to be good. So give him an ultimatum and say, hey, listen, this is how I feel. For the roommate, I think you have to be the bigger person and, like Dean and Heather said, communicate with them and let them know exactly where you're at. But that's going to also entail you telling this roommate i'm not where you are i don't have the same feelings for you that you do for me that doesn't mean i don't think you're an incredible human being i would still love to be friends but if you can't be you know if you can't get there with me where we're just on a friendship level then maybe it's best that we i don't know you know take a little bit of break and you know i figure out my stuff you figure out your stuff and maybe we can be friends in the future That's what I think you should do. But the biggest thing I think you should do is give this guy, the other guy, the guy that you like, who's finally starting to come around, an ultimatum.
5: Well, let's flip this around real quick and apply a practical scenario to it. Because in your situation, again, she's calling it a Jared and Ashley situation. I don't recall Ashley ever giving you an ultimatum.
6: I mean, she did when she started dating another guy. You know, she never verbalized it to me, but I guess I took it upon myself to know that she's dating someone else. So if I'm serious about this, I have to be all in. I can't be wishy-washy like I've been for the past few years. I need to commit.
5: But then here's the thing. If she wants to use your relationship with Ashley as a blueprint for it, then she should date the roommate. Let this other guy that she really likes kind of get the hint that she's not here to mess around. Maybe he'll come around eventually. You know what I mean? Like She's kind of got to show this other roommate. guy that she really likes, that she's a hot commodity, <laughs> and she's not going to just wait around for this guy. Totally. But like Heather but said. the poor
3: roommate. Yeah, the roommate. She doesn't like him. It. it really sounds like she doesn't like him.
5: Yeah, the roommate's well, going to get
6: thrown under the bus if she does that.
5: Again, Again, all I can keep coming back to is the Jared and Ashley <laughs> situation. Similar to Ashley. Ashley didn't like the roommate, you know, in this case. Anonymous <laughs> doesn't like the roommate. Sometimes you got to kiss a, fr- a few frogs to find your Prince Charming.
6: Yeah, I mean, listen, and honest, if you want to listen to Dean and be soulless <laughs> and really just ruin this person's life by pretending you like them to try to get someone else, I think you should do it.
3: <laughs> but Jared, would an ultimatum work, would have would that have worked just as well? Or do you think um, that the other one worked better?
6: I mean, obviously, it worked out really well in my situation because it came very naturally. Like she never approached me and said, you know, either we date or we don't talk, Um I do think that would have worked because honestly, there was a time in our friendship about a year and a half in where we she did vocalize that a little bit and it was like let's go our set like we just need to go our separate ways for a while and then we didn't talk for a couple of weeks and then we started talking and and then like fell into the friendship thing again so I do think if she gave me an ultimatum it probably would have worked so but unfortunately anonymous, if you do the ultimatum, you also have to understand that he could say no and let you know that I don't want to be in a committed relationship with you. But again, isn't that best case scenario also? Because then you know, then you know, and then you can move on and you can forget about this guy and you can figure out other things. Because I just feel like there's so many times I hear from my friends and I've done it too, where it's like three, four, five years of this like, juggling act where it's like wow well, we're dating but we're not really dating and then we were you know committed to each other for 4 months and then we broke it off and now we're back together and then i just feel like those situations never end up in a long term happy
5: relationship. Yeah, i mean i guess you heard it straight from the horse's mouth <laughs> give him the ultimatum <laughs> Give him the ultimatum hope for the best expect the worst. Well Mark, what do you deliver as we Thanks always about say this. here?
4: Uh, This is all good advice. I'm a little confused about who she wants to be with. Like, we're talking about this guy and playing this guy against each other. I think spending the summer away is a great idea. And to take a couple of weeks and just figure out, do I want to be with this guy who I like, but doesn't like me back so much, or do with the other guy who I do like. But he, I think it's better to just figure out and focus on one of these guys. And then, yes, all the communication needs to happen. But I think she needs to spend some time herself first to figure out what her path is
5: yeah well said, that's Mark. True. I think that's we can Thank always you. say whatever we want to say, but at the end of the day, Mark's opinion is really <laughs> the one that matters the most. It really is. is there any other emails that we have, or is that the only email we have? Yeah. Uh, that's all, Dean. I'm very sorry to tell you that
4: might be time for another one of your pat email requests.
5: Will you guys please email us. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Give me a reason to show up next week. <laughs> Otherwise you might just have Jared and Mark and Heather and that's perfectly fine too, but you know I, just, just email us. Email us what's going on. Um, that's going to probably do it for this week's episode. Then, if we don't have any more emailers, right, Jared?
6: That will do it. Absolutely. A big thank you to, of course, Heather Martin, lady Let's give her a little clap, ladies and Aww. gentlemen, for joining us on this podcast. <laughs> Unfortunately, Dean his host, is holding the mic in one hand, so he gave you like a little thumb and finger. I gave her snap I gave her snap uh, And <laughs> Heather, is there, You know, you're in San Diego right now. Where can people find you on Instagram?
3: Yep, I have my Instagram at M 22 And then uh, me and my sisters just started a business too, which has been fun. And that is at Tilted3. So.
6: what What is it again?
3: It's like custom, customizable apparel and like loungewear.
6: Okay, very yeah, cool. Yeah, pretty
3: much like sweatshirts and stuff. So yeah, it's been fun. It's really fun.
6: And where can people find it again?
3: So it's Tilted3. 3. Tilted3. 3.
5: Tilted okay, okay, I'll yeah, check so
3: it out. it's on. like tilted3.com and then at, at Tilted3 on Instagram. So
5: at tilted three my eyes peeled for our goodie box that you're going to send all the other oh, co-hosts yeah. from today i would love to <laughs> 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 your
3: personalized uh, help by second dating sweatshirt
5: heck yeah don't <laughs> tease us like that that you guys, sounds fantastic i'm, I'm
3: on it i am on it right now
6: all right I'm, love i love it perfect uh okay. well, heather thank you so much you have to come back <laughs> on the podcast more frequently because it's two and freaker yeah. right now um
3: yes well thank you so much for having me it's so fun
6: oh my god of course dean thank you for being you Hopefully you're back next week uh, when more emails come in. People, I need Dean. Dean is like the talent on the show. I just, I talk nonsense. So if you want Dean Incredible back, kind of you to say. Email, you know it's true. Email the show, I suck at dating at iHeartRadio.com. And that's going to do it. So make sure. Everybody... I heart...
5: oh, Jared, this is why we're not getting emails. It's I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com, oh, not my... iheartradio.com. They're oh, sending
3: my... it to iheartradio. Oh, my
5: emails. God. No wonder we're not getting <laughs> nine emails
3: a, a week. I've been
6: giving you guys the wrong email for three years now. Email us at i suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. We love hearing your stories. We love uh, uh, answering your questions. We probably do a horrible job doing it, but please just keep indulging us. And make sure you guys tune in next week where hopefully we all suck just a little less.
5: Just a little bit
6: less.
4: Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed, but we also have plug-in hybrids. If that's your thing, (laughs) you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X with so many options for reducing carbon emissions. Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our beyond zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero.
0: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.
1: Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country,
0: huh? A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes!
1: Wait!